This is the Truth Network. Coming to you from an entrenched barricade deep in the heart of Central North Carolina. Masculine Journey After Hours. A time to go deeper and be more transparent on the topic covered on this week's broadcast. So sit back and join us on this adventure. The Masculine Journey After Hours starts here now. Welcome to Masculine Journey After Hours. And with us today, we have our special guest, <laughs> Mor- Andy. Morgan Snyder. <laughs> no, no, no. No, we told Andy we'd make him our, our special guest if he would drive down from the mountain. Mm-hmm. You know, That's so, right. And, and so we just want to honor that request. That's wow. true. I'm glad you remembered that because yeah. he probably would have been shattered had we not feel mentioned special. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you are very special to us, Andy. So anyway, the, today's topic has actually you know been your idea. So I know some... Most people just listen yeah, to the show we right, just did, right. but there'll be some that probably join in. So just sure. give us a brief synopsis of what the, the after show's about. So we did have a cancellation last night on uh, our, our other special guest. Uh, Morgan Steider was supposed to be on, but um, Sam threw it out there. Do we have a topic? And I was like, okay, it's looked at the calendar. Memorial Day's coming up. And then, you, you know, as we... I don't think a lot of times we give due to our veterans as we probably should, and there is a cost for freedom that they have paid. Um, the veterans that live, the ones that you know that passed, and then you know there's a lot of spiritual parallels too of the sacrifice that Jesus made for us and the freedom that He bought for us, and then how we together as brothers and individuals. There's a cost of freedom to us to experience our own freedom and also to help others find their freedom as well. Yeah, very good. Said so that. That's like the I'm, show. Thanks, guys. Yeah, <laughs> we're done. <laughs> no, that, that was good. Um, I, I'm channeling my inner herald. It was Decoration Day, is what it used to be called. Decoration. Yeah, day. Yeah, actually, I looked it up online. Okay. But uh, yeah, it was Decoration Day before Memorial Day. I knew it was called something else. Harold's screaming at you right now. He probably is. He knew it. Yeah, I'm sure he did. But uh, yeah. So anyway, this topic of freedom. I want to go ahead and go to a clip because. Darren, this is your clip. It's from uh, Band of Brothers. Mm-hmm. And so this kind of shows you what it looks to live without freedom, right? Or the weariness. Yeah. I you mean, set it up? So, you know, if you're familiar with the HBO series Band of Brothers, um, there's a major winners and his best friend basically through the whole time that they're um, deployed is uh, Captain um, Nixon. Not Richard, but Captain Nixon. And Nixon is getting pretty weary, and he's drinking more and more and more. And uh, it's become a problem, and it's actually becoming a problem to the point where he is going to get demoted because it's a problem. But what you don't realize is kind of what he's trying to kill with the alcohol. He's trying to kill his weariness. He's trying to kill his hopelessness. Um, he's he's war-weary, and so you you have to put yourself in the shoes of Jesus um, fighting this battle for the hearts and souls of humanity for a few years, you know, his entire lifetime. He, he's known it for some time. And as his friends don't really get it, you know, he gets frustrated at times. And, and when his enemies don't get it, you know, there's frustration. And Jesus handles that very differently than we do usually. But for those of us who have been in ministry, who uh, are involved in ministry of some sort, or maybe you're just the family member who's trying to love on somebody who is very broken right now. Maybe they're an an addict. Maybe they're 
um, going through a divorce. Maybe, you know, they have a mental illness. Um, there is no telling. Um, and uh, maybe they were born with special needs and you're the caregiver. There's a weariness that goes along with fighting the good fight, with battling. And so in this, we're going to meet Captain Nixon, who's getting very, very weary of this. And, and just listen, kind of, and it's very easy for our heart to go there if we're not careful. Dog, making combat jumps with the 17th. I'm in supply briefings all morning. Yeah, lucky me. No, congratulations. You're probably the only man in the 101st with three combat stars over his jump wings. Not bad for someone who's never fired his weapon in combat, huh? Really? You've never? Nope. Not even with all the action we've seen? Not around. So, uh, how'd it go this morning, the jump? It's great. Fantastic. Took a direct hit over the drop zone. I got out. Two others got out. The rest of the boys? Well, they blew up over Germany somewhere. Boom. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. About what? Well, tough situation. Oh, yeah, the boys. Yeah terrible oh well it wasn't me you know the real tragedy is they also lost their CEO so guess he gets to write all the letters home got a visit from Colonel Sink this morning and how is the good Colonel concerned had a problem up in regiment what this is that what he said she'll be happy to hear that Sink is transferring you back down to battalion s3 what do you think I should write to these parents Dick hear what I said Nick's you've been demoted yeah demoted got you because I don't know how to tell them their kids never even made it out of the plane. You tell them what you always tell them. Our sons died as heroes. You really still believe that? Yeah, I do. Don't you? Not a, the most uplifting clip. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> but it, it does speak to that weariness and that helplessness that you can be in, especially if you don't, if you lose sight of the freedom. Yeah. That's, you know, I, I, I watch a lot of different stuff, um, follow a lot of different ministries that are involved in loving on uh, patriots, warriors, guys who have come back from combat and have, you know, CO, uh, COPD, PTSD. They could have COPD too, but um, PTSD and, and, uh, you know, not every soldier has that. So, I mean, not every soldier is walking around, you know, feeling that way, but many are. And most of them, you wouldn't ever know it, quite frankly. And and yet the weariness to just live day by day oftentimes is is tough. And so um, for your pastors out there, the weariness of being a pastor, it's a hard job. I was a pastor for the better part of 20 years. I don't want to pastor anybody, not even me anymore you know i mean that's it's it's a weary job my son is a pastor um i don't know why i've tried to talk him out of it but there are so many things in this world that can drive a person to this weariness if if jesus is not at the center at the core of everything that we're doing and understanding that i'm not serving out of obligation i'm serving out of the freedom that you know, he has set us free for freedom's sake. And Robbie quoted Isaiah 61 when we started the show that it's for this reason that Jesus came to bind up the brokenhearted, to set the captives free, to give sight to the blindness and to declare the the day of the Lord um, and his vengeance. So 
that's part of it for us is you know somebody's got to pay somebody's somebody broke something somebody hurt somebody somebody's got to do something well and god is saying no i i got that i've got that and i've got you and so don't lose hope don't don't lose heart but in this battle that we face on a regular basis and we talk about it all the time on the masculine journey we talk about life as a warfare and uh, this long sustained assault on your heart will wear you down and unless you've got a good band of brothers and unless you've got jesus at the core of your life it's going to get to the point where you're just ready to give up like captain nixon was one of the seven deadly sins is what we're describing here now when you read it out in the old english it's sloth and nobody really knows what that is other than a cute little animal that doesn't move has three toes i think but that's a bad definition for it and there's another word that also nobody knows acedia and it really is you are serving so long and it doesn't address pastors in particular and it's been around since the middle ages they recognize this as a problem in that it's you're still in the same place you've always been it doesn't feel any different why bother and that's a terrible place to be. And it's a deadly sin, not because God's going to strike you dead for doing it. It kills your soul. We enter into these things that God, quote unquote, calls you into because you have a passion, right? And with that passion usually becomes a feeling of freedom and livelihood of life, right? That passion brings life. And as soon as you start taking on duty, obligation, all those things the enemy's throwing that sound like good things, sound like what you should be doing, as soon as you start taking those things on is when the weariness starts getting the foothold, right? And it can really start to wear you down. And it's we lose sight of the freedom, and we start giving, taking on that yoke, right? Taking right. on that bondage. Yeah, definitely. It's, it is a yoke. Um, I think a lot of that is what I carried for a bigger part of my life. And sometimes you can be bound and not know you're bound. You think you're free. You think you've read the, the scriptures and you're free, but you're still bound to uh, approval, uh, seeking approval from others, from the shame that you carry because you can't live up to, you know, what you think you should. You're not doing all the do's and, 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 omitting all the don'ts you're not doing the things that the scripture calls for but it's because you're bound to you know not really living those things from your heart but you're doing those more from a um you know seeking the approval of others or whatever it may be it's the enemy's many traps to get you to believe in a salvation other than the true salvation that brings freedom well, i want to go ahead and go to another clip because I think it also speaks to it in mm. a different way. Okay. And so it's your other clip from um, Private Ryan. Right. So if you want to go ahead and set the clip up and we can come back and talk about it. So he, t he talks about at the end of the first clip that we heard on Saving Private Ryan. It was on the other show. But basically, um, John Miller wants to know whatever he's doing is making a difference for the men that he saves their life or provides freedom, whatever. And the the uh, private Ryan that they're trying to save, actually this is years ahead after he's lived. He, um, John Miller's uh, company saved him. So 
Private Ryan comes back and lives a life, and he goes back to Normandy to the gravesite to pay honor to uh, Captain Miller. And when he gets there, he, you know, he kind of talks to him, but then he, he he talks to his family, and he wants to know that the freedom that he was given, that he lived it well in honor of Captain Miller. My family is with me today. They wanted to come with me. To be honest with you, I, I wasn't sure how I'd feel coming back here. Every day, I think about what you said to me that day on the bridge. I've tried to live my life the best I could. I hope that was enough. I hope that at least in your eyes, I've earned what all of you have done for me. James? John H. Miller. Tell me I've led a good life. What? Tell me I'm a good man. You are. Jim, I'm going to get to you in just a second. Uh, you, but you, because I know this is one of your favorite clips. It, it, but I guess I'm going to throw out the question, isn't he living in bondage? When you really listen to that clip, is he living in the freedom that he was given or is he living to a duty and obligation into a bondage? And that was actually Ed. Uh, I was expecting you come straight to me because usually after that clip I'm crying. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was trying to give you time. <laughs> I, I, made, I made it through this time. And really, what Captain Miller asks or says as he's dying, earn this, is terrible from a Christian perspective. We can't earn it. Nothing we can do will earn it, but we, that doesn't stop us from trying. Mm-hmm. And in this, and it's a little bit lighthearted which I don't often get with this clip, but said that he was a good man because he asked his wife, and if she's willing to say that, <laughs> you know it's true. <laughs> but it it really was a matter of all of us ha- almost have what he has, a survivor guilt. You know, we have all these folks that have gone on before us and, and done well and have we are we good enough and the answer really is no but fortunately that's not the definitive answer jesus is well it's hard not to slip into a place of bondage there because it feels like you're doing things for the right reason you know yes i would love that when it's my time to go that my kids have great things to say about me being their dad or they probably will. They may or may not. It depends on how I am that day, the day before. Right. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's on a day by day basis with yeah. the, the now, or, you know, I want to live my life that my parents would have been proud. Yeah. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that feeling until it starts to control 
that you worry, you stew, you live in shame, mm-hmm. if you feel like you step out of it, that's where the enemy starts to step in and get a foothold. You know, and, it, and it's hard because it's such a slippery slope to, to, to not see coming. Yeah, and I want to throw this back to Robbie here in just a second, but the the we kind of ended the show, Robbie talking about, you know, that, that yes, he knew Jesus paid the price, you know, and had done the sacrifice, but he was going to earn it anyway, right? There's nothing wrong with us as Christian men wanting to believe and, and desiring that God would be proud of us, that, that God would think, okay, yeah, you, you did well there, good, good and faithful servant, um, all of those things. We, we hear those terminologies. There's absolutely nothing wrong. God put the, If we're created in his image, and I believe we are, I believe God put that in our hearts, that we want to do well by others, right? And, and to go a step further, we want to do well by Jesus' sacrifice. We don't want his sacrifice to be of not. That's the terminology that the Hebrew writer uses. Don't do these things because it makes his sacrifice as not worthless. Um, we don't want his sacrifice to be worthless. We want his sacrifice to have been worth something. Our transformed lives the freedom we live in now is the fruit of that. And, and that's why I want to pass it to Robbie a little bit because he, you know, Robbie's got a good take on, on this whole idea of what fruit we bear. And to you, Robbie. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> so, you know, the thing that happened that was like, Like, I guess a vessel was broken open and it was pure, unbelievable wine that was in there that was showing me the beauty of my own heart. And and that has everything to do with freedom. You see, I love to fish. I had not connected that to my Christian walk at all. I... I I love to hunt. I had not connected that to, you know, all this stuff didn't appear to fit into the church life. Like this, this wasn't part of anything that anybody told me about in discipleship or anything else. When it came down to the things that I discovered at boot camp, like, oh, God put those desires in my heart. And so I'm actually running in the paths of what God made me to do originally and loving the freedom and the way I experience that, honestly, every morning is a celebration to him. I make my own matzah and and I drink wine a little bit <laughs> and taste the fruit and taste freedom and praise God for those things, but doing it in just like we were talking about, running in like, I know I'm where you want me to be with a heart that you gave me and a heart that is like, oh, that's why I love this stuff. That's that's why these clips flip my switch. That's why these things, be, because, you know, you're wild at heart. And, and I guess that's just, it goes back to that saying for me is what? Wild at heart is 
what God had in mind for me? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he had that in mind for me. I know you're, you're going to think that I'm making fun because that's typically what I do. <laughs> but for those of that don't know what matzah is, could you explain that? <laughs> sure. Matzah is, is unle- unleavened bread is what the Jews call it, that they would take it Passover. It is very simple to make, by the way. It is just flour and water, maybe a little bit of oil if you like. It's cooked at a very low temperature. It's when, I mean, very high temperature <laughs> when it, and, and it's, it's the, you know, the, the bread of haste. <laughs> we say matzah, I think, like matzah balls or something. Yeah, you know, well, that's, matzah you know. balls are that oh. same mixture, but they're just put in soup. Oh, I thought it, I thought it was like a meatball. <laughs> because, they're, because they're hard. You need it in soup. To yeah, well, that's it flour up. and water. You know? <laughs> that's just, a meatball. A meatball. Okay, there we go. So that's, you know, I think it's like a, you know, whatever. <laughs> Pasta fajol of some sort. That's, a, that's exactly. a spicy meatball. <laughs> yeah. So back to Galatians. Yeah. It's for freedom that Christ sets us free. Do not take on the yoke of the slavery again, right? And I'm paraphrasing there, right? And so what Robbie talks about doing that gives him freedom, maybe parts of that would take you into bondage if it's not part of your story and what God's calling you to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I when we have boot camp, a lot of times during our quiet time, people would probably think I'm not paying attention to the rules, quote unquote, you know, to go out and be quiet because I go out and I fish most of the time. But I never talk when I fish, except to God, mm-hmm. right? You know, I'm not really saying anything. And for me, that's such a peaceful time and a great time to reflect that, you know, others may look at that and say, well, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, you know, the legalistic thing. But for me, it's a very peaceful, alone time with him. But, you know, put me in a tree waiting on a deer and I would be going stir crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's not the yeah. way I'm wired. Yeah, that me too. I, you know, I'm there. I, um, for me, that's um, it's probably early in the morning. Um, uh, journaling scripture, journaling my prayers, um, things like that, or it's on a mountaintop in the Rocky Mountains, um, and maybe on a trout stream someplace. Um, loving to do that. It's it's a very active thing for me. Um, I have a hard time just being still and knowing that he is God. Now, doesn't mean that I don't need to work on that. I just have a hard time with that. I tend to experience God more when I am moving through the beauty of his creation and appreciating that and, and understanding all the things that that says about him, but also about me. And, um, you know, falling back into a yoke of slavery for me, um, I studied the Bible so religiously for so many years um, with a very legalistic mindset. I literally kind of had to take time off from that to keep that from being a bond. And, And I don't please don't take this the wrong way. Studying the Bible is not going to make you a slave. It's your mindset when you go to study the Bible that can make you a slave. And so I had to unlearn a lot of the bad habits and a lot of the things that I had learned over the years. And uh, it took time. And and so now that I'm back into the scriptures in a different way with much more freedom, um, it's it's a much more fun and, and inviting exercise and, and very enlightening Whereas before I was studying it probably to prove me right and you wrong. 
and now I'm studying it to hear what God has to say. Yeah, you know, I I want to make sure we make the point that you know, as we're going to talk about in a couple of weeks, you know, kingship. You know, anytime you're a king, that you have responsibilities, you have duties, you have things that you need to do for those people that you're with. Jim, you know, talked about being a good parent, a good you know grandfather. It might have been before the the show when we were talking about it because you know we talk about stuff before the show that there are things that come along with that, right? But it's the mindset in which I take to those. Right? Yes, there's things that I need to do because my kids need me to do those things, right? But doing it out of loving, giving heart out versus out of duty and obligation, I think makes a big difference, hmm. right? You know, not saying okay, God's calling you to go play golf all the time and leave your wife and you know, you know leave your family and never pay. You know, child support. No, that's not what we're saying. We're saying, you know, walking in those obligations, those things that you're called to do, the position that you're in in life, but changing the mindset and walking in freedom in the midst of it. And I don't know if I'm making any sense of that. No, definitely. Definitely. And I think it's, you know, this does set up with next week and kingship and that you cannot be a king if you're, I don't know many bound kings. If they are, they're not very effective kings, right? So, it's definitely part of it. Before we end, I definitely, Lord, just laid it on my heart that you know this whole thing about uh, Memorial Day and honoring our fallen, and we we definitely want to do that. That's what Memorial Day is about. But I want to honor the guys sitting around this table because each one of them was found, um, instrumental in bringing freedom to me and and the group that's not even at the mics and the extended group that participates in the boot camps is that you know this thing. As much as Jesus was there, I wouldn't have been able to do that without it. And it was his intent to have a group of men to come along and help us find freedom. And that's no different than Band of Brothers or the men in Save It Private Ryan or any of the people that have gone through. You can go back to the Revolutionary War. Anybody that we experience the physical freedoms that we do have here in the U.S., it's easy for us to correlate that to a spiritual experience. I mean, we could all be speaking German and being, you know, bound by a, a ruthless enemy, but we're free. And that freedom, to me, in the spiritual sense, and the masculine journey came from, like I say, these guys right here. They started a ministry. Um, it was attacked. It was, you've heard it on the, uh, on the show many times. I think that the guys went to war, and this, the ministry has stuck the test of time, and hearts are being set free. Thank you. And it has been God leading the way, but it does take us all playing our parts that others may have life. And we do encourage you to go to masculinejourney.org to register for the upcoming boot camp. And that's going to be July 16th through 19th, and not the 17th through 19th, but the 16th through 19th, <laughs> masculinejourney.org. Morgan Snyder in two weeks. Next week, we're going to talk about unplanned changes. 